Hello, welcome to episode 4 of the Trials of a Casual Wargamer podcast. This episode is about the long-running fantasy sports game Blood Bowl from Games Workshop. I played it a bit when I was a kid. I believe that was probably like the third edition. And with the release of the 2016 rules, I've always fancied playing it, but always managed to find other things to buy instead of it. I picked up the PS4 game Blood Bowl 2 ages ago and I've had great fun playing that. I'm in a great little league online. It all started when I joined a Facebook group for dads called Dadsnet. And there I found some other wargaming dads. And we all started chatting and then it turned out quite a few of us liked Blood Bowl and had it on the PlayStation. So we formed our own league. This was back in 2018. And it's been great fun and carried on all the time. Playing in the online league for so long made me eventually choose to get the tabletop game. Because nothing beats tabletop games really. And then convince my friends who I play D&D with to join me. But first... What's new? So I went and checked out a company called Flatpak Forces. I've, I've known about them for a while. They do flatback MDF models that you just pop out and put on a base. I played some Fallout Wasteland Warfare this week. The kids are settling into the remote learning so it gave me a bit more time to try and get a game played. Took longer than normal because I had to keep running in and out. But I still managed to get a game played. I have finished the tutorial scenarios so now I've started my own narrative campaign. The campaign will follow Tara, the lone vault survivor, as she struggles to find a home and find out what happened to the, her husband. The game comes with an AI mode, which makes solo play really easy to do. It also has an app. You don't have to use the app, you can use all the things in the box, but the app really helps in play and keeps track of everything for you. Other than that, after a chat on Twitter about Warlord's game The Black Seas, I started to re reminisce the game Assassin's Creed Black Flag and ended up buying it from eBay. Thank you, James, for that. So now, I'm knee-deep in pirates. I've also been looking at trying playing D&D with the kids, although they are quite young at the moment. The wife said they might be better with actual models on a board, so they can see it better and imagine it more in their heads. They are 2D, but they're cheap and they look like good quality, and they have great fantasy range that seems to be aimed at D&D, and they're cheap, which is always good. So I might pick up a few of these and see what they look like, and then I can send my kids off to fight some goblins and orcs. Also, a few days ago, I saw on Amazon the rulebook for Gamma Wolves was on offer, so I quickly snatched it up. Gamma Wolves is all about robot fighting. Mechs fighting over the nuclear wasteland that is Earth. It looks good fun. I've watched a couple of playthroughs and it seems quite interesting. So now I'm going to have to start researching and looking into mechs. But for now, let's crack on with Blood Bowl. But it does seem that passing will change quite a lot. Some teams just won't do it at all. And some teams will be more focused on their throwers. Right, Blood Bowl. It's a great game. It's silly, it will make you cheer, and it will make you cry. Rest in peace, Wardancer, who died on a going for it. In his very first match. You'll be missed. But mostly, come back for more punishment. And more punishment, until Nuffle grants you that one great play. Whether it's throwing a teammate and not eating him, or doing an amazing amount of dodges and scoring, that will be the part that keeps you coming back to Blood Bowl. And that's why I love it. So, I've just gotten used to the 2016 rules, played a league, got, the rule, got to know the rules really well, and then, obviously Games Workshop, brought out another edition last year. Blood Bowl, the second season, I think it's called. 
or BB2020. And unlike the actual year 2020, this game doesn't seem so terrible. I think the biggest change to the rules is the adding of the passing stat. I believe in early, early editions this was already part of it, but now everyone has a passing stat instead of having to use their agility. I haven't managed to play an actual game yet, so I can't really give you an in-depth good comparison about what they are at the moment. It does appear to nerf the elves who, in the olden rules, any elf could throw it quite well, but now it's only their thrower that can do it and the linemen can't pull off a long bomb like they used to. That will upset my friend Matt and his sneaky elven union. Whereas with my human team, the thrower seems to be quite good at throwing now, so I think I don't know whether it'll end up being more of an NFL style with the thrower being the quarterback and you're just trying to set up a play so you can throw it and uh, the catcher catches it and goes for the score. But we'll have to see, hopefully, when we can get to play. But the rate COVID's going around at the moment. I might be finding out how the new rules, new rules work on the new PlayStation game, Blood Bowl 3. As that's supposed to come out sometime this year as well. Obviously, the best way, well, for me anyway, is to play Blood Bowl in a league. That's narrative play right there. You start off with a team of rookies. And can you turn them into superstars, or will they be ground down through injuries and deaths? No one knows, and it's a hell of a rollercoaster finding out, but it's great fun. I know the tournament scene for Blood Bowl is huge, and one day I'd love to go to a tournament. But I'm not that good at picking the right team for a tournament setting. That's why I prefer the league one, I think it's just easier for me. I'm never good at picking the right combination of skills or players and getting the most bang for your buck. I prefer the league idea as well because you sort of create your own star players rather than just buy them. It's always good having someone famous. But I like seeing a star player develop from your own team. In our dad's league we had quite a legendary minotaur, Spud, who we all tried to kill and failed miserably at it. Spud's was a mammoth minotaur and caused many, many injuries. They give you a nice mix of a bit of bash and are able to throw the ball. As I mentioned at the start, I've been in this dad's league for almost three years now online. Most of the group are into wargaming, but a couple of dads were just drawn in by the video game and us talking about it. So, unfortunately, when new releases happen for models, they do get a bit spammed in our WhatsApp group and have no idea what we're talking about. We've played a good few seasons now as well and changed teams normally after three leagues. So a season is normally made up of three league competitions, with the third league being the big one to win when everyone's teams have had a fair chunk of experience. Most of the teams available in Blood Bowl 2 have been used in the leagues over time, but our group is definitely more on the bashy side, it has to be said. Though, the first league was won by Wood Elves. But after that, it got much more bashy. I definitely prefer bash over the more agility-sided teams. I just never see the routes through tackle zones that people see, or the placement of players that's needed to just chain a throw and then a pass and then a score. I can never do it. The high movement and high agility teams really catch me out every time. I hate them. This is completely epitomised in one match where my opponent had a movement 9 human catcher. He kicked off to me and he rolled a blitz on the kickoff table, so his catcher ran into my half and caught their own kickoff. I then, obviously, couldn't tackle him, only could push him, so he dodged away and scored one turn touchdown and catch their own kickoff. Ridiculous. Why, Nuffle? Why? From then on, I've learned to pay a lot more attention to my setups at kickoff. And I'm starting to slowly get the hang of better defence. My first ever team in the league was a human team called the Smevic Comets. I quite like them because they're very good for an average player. And I'm a distinctly average Blood Bowl player. Thankfully they made it through the league without any deaths I don't believe. 
and they finished the season kind of mid-table, which was fairly decent. Though by the end of the leagues, there were several players with little niggling injuries. So they left a grizzled veteran team, who I still use today in an AI league, just to keep them going. For the next league, we tried having a theme for each of the teams, so all the player names had to be related to something. The team I chose was Chaos, yes, super bashy. And the theme I chose was heavy metal music. The team itself was called the Wasteland Wildflayers. Not particularly heavy metal, but I'd already thought of that name before we decided on the theme. So I stuck with it. But the team consisted of players such as The Slash, Black Stabbeth, and my personal favourite, Frotley Crew. There was Blamstein and Twisted Slicer. This team did quite well in the league, though they did suffer five or six casualties. I didn't manage to get enough level-ups to make them the OP team that Chaos can be on Blood Bowl 2. Because unfortunately, if you link Mighty Blow and Claws, you can take teams apart. Well, unfortunately, I didn't get enough level-ups to do all of them. But they're still good and they were quite fun to play. The next team I had was possibly my most favourite team ever. Except they're illegal in every single Blood Bowl version, except for Blood Bowl 2, the video game. They're a mixed team called Violence Together. This gives you access to lizards, orcs, goblins and ogres. And is lots and lots of bash. This team's name was based on 80s action films. So, the Bakersfield Massacres were made. It was a motley collection of lizardmensauruses, orc blitzers, skinks and goblin loonies. Clubberlang, Lord Humongous, Dynamo, Buzzsaw, Rambo and Fireball were a few of the many names I had. I had great fun playing this team and they survived quite well, it seemed. My Chainsaw Goblin did get killed. He was not popular in our league. Lord Humongous was a legendary Saurus who managed an interception in one game and in another game he dodged away from somebody, picked up the ball and scored all with agility one. I almost won the league with this team, but unfortunately in the last match against my rival for the team title, I got absolutely took apart by the Chaos team. Spuds was on fire. The latest team I have, and currently in a league, is the Dakar Cowboys, an orc team. I started off with the basic four black orcs, four blitzers, a thrower and two linemen. The Dakar Cowboys won the first league of the season, which I was quite happy about, it's my only ever league win. We are currently in the penultimate round of the second league of the season and I think there are at least four teams that could potentially win it so it's very close at the moment. Our league sometimes isn't the fastest because that was the point of it, it was to be flexible. We were all dads and we've all got kids that sometimes life gets in the way. So that's what makes the league good, it's super flexible and everyone's just really chilled out about when the games get played. During this second league, the Dakar Cowboys have expanded. I've got four Blackhawk still, four Blitzers, two linemen, one thrower a troll and two goblins now. My star is my orc blitzer, Daka Daka. Though he mainly just hits people, as his skills are Mighty Blow and Pylon. And I have a potential rising star in my goblin, Counterfeit Little Dave. He now has a movement of eight. So I can't wait to try a thrown teammate move on him. Though, knowing my luck with Nuffle, this will end up in poor Counterfeit Little Dave becoming my troll's lunch instead of actually getting thrown. But, fingers crossed this doesn't happen. I'm really enjoying playing the Orcs. Gives you a nice bit of bash and a nice running play. And not too much throwing that I have to worry about. Though on reading the new rulebook, not too sure if I'm going to like them still. Well, no, that's daft. I'll always like Orcs. 
But now they've got amnosity, so passing between us then will be a lot harder, it looks like. And I do always like to have an orc thrower on my team. At the start of the team, he's always useful for picking balls up. But sometimes you can catch people out with a cheeky throw, as nobody ever expects orcs to throw the ball. The only slight downside to orcs is they're a bit slow. So you can get outstretched by faster players. But fingers crossed for this league and the next league, we'll do quite well. I'm not sure what team I'm going to choose for the next season we have. I want to do something a bit, a bit sort of out there. So I might go for goblins or maybe even an ogre team, but I'll keep you updated with what happens. Right, now let's move on to Blood Bowl in its purest form, the tabletop. As soon as the league were finished, we were all planning what was going to happen with the next league. By now, we all had at least two teams. So the next RCVBL is going to be split probably into two leagues. And then the winner of each league can have a Super Bowl style final. The friends who I play D&D with, we've got a little chat group. And it ended up just being a complete random chat group. So I convinced them to all start playing Blood Bowl with me. So the RCBBL was born. The Random Chat Blood Bowl League. The league consisted of an orc team, the Bearwood Brawlers. A human team, Ye Olde Giants. A Dark Elf team, the Death Spectres. An undead team, the Crypt Kickers. Another orc team, the Corpse Sporkers, and an elven union team, the Outriders. My mates Dave and Matt painted up some amazing looking teams, and I painted up my orc and human teams from the Blood Bowl starter set. Now, to be fair, they could actually be some of my best painted models, but they're nothing compared to everyone else's painting, unfortunately. All these teams and the match reports can be seen on my blog. Just go on uh, to Trials of a Casual Wargamer if you're on uh, your desktop use the labels just to search for Blood Bowl. I think you can do this from a mobile as well to be fair. And all the match reports and everything are there. The league was a lot of fun and we all got to get to grip with the rules and understand what was going on. It was quite a simple league as it was our first ever one. Every team just played every other team once and then whoever's at the top of the league wins. My Orcs came really close to winning but the sneaky Elven Union team used underhand throwing and dodging tactics to beat them 3-0. This meant that the Dark Elf team, the Death Spectres, took the league title and the very first RCBBL trophy home. There will be Wood Elves, Ogres, Halflings, Dwarfs and some of the older teams are returning. I know for a fact the Undead are coming back and the Death Spectres are coming to claim their title again. I'm taking the Halflings and the Wood Elves. Obviously I'll have to put them in the two separate leagues so they don't have to play each other. Unless I win both leagues. That would be awesome. These two teams have completely different playing styles than to what I'm used to. The Wood Elves have no bash at all. I have got a Treeman model, so if I can afford one, I'll have one player with some kind of bash. But I'm going to have to get used to all this throwing and catching malarkey. The Halflings, well, who knows with the Halflings. Could go really good, could go really bad. But that's the fun of finding out, I guess. And at some point, I'm just going to be throwing Halflings around. And that's all you need. So now we just need COVID to do one so we can meet up and start rolling some dice again and playing the matches. I will keep you up to date with what gets played and who's winning and what, who's dying. But at the moment it looks like it'll just be the online league for now. But I cannot wait to be able to play the tabletop version again. If you haven't tried Blood Bowl, I definitely would recommend it a lot. The models are great and there are plenty of third party models as well to get which really, really spread out the teams and make them look different. There's also a massive community out there and it's really good fun. Again, I'll say definitely check out the third party miniatures. They really are amazing and some of them stand out. The Amazons from Black Scorpion miniatures or the Orcs from Grebo Games. They are really good. 
I got free treatment from Warlord Games for £15. So that means I've got two treatment from my halflings and one treatment from my wood elves for £15. I think one treatment from Games Workshop is £25 on its own. So that was a cracking deal. And now I've got big guys for all my teams. Well, that's my waffle about Blood Bowl done. As I said, definitely give it a look up. Even if you just get the game, it's quite cheap usually. You can get it for under a tenner and it's great for them. What is on the hobby table? Well, not much really. I'm still chipping away at the Fallout miniatures and I'm just waiting so I can pre-order the carrier from Victory at Sea. And then I can get cracking on painting those ships. Any other business? I had a crazy idea. Kind of like a battle report, but doing a Blood Bowl match report in the style of a radio football commentary. Much like, as we have in the UK, Five Live or Talk Sport. Not talking about any of the dice mechanics, as it were, but just purely on the action. In the style of a commentator commentating on the sport as it happens. But I do think this would require some quite fancy editing, and I don't think I've got the skill to do it just yet. But it's an idea to put on the back burner. I'm also starting to look into the idea of using a wet palette. I don't really know that much about them, but a lot of people seem to use them and they seem to keep the paint lasting a lot longer, as I just tend to put my paint on a little glass plate and it dries out quite quickly. So if I don't use all the paint, it gets wasted. And also, with my slow progress at painting miniatures, when I really hit a hobby rut, I don't know whether to start looking at the uh, Games Workshop contrast paints just to speed things up. My friend Dave seems to come out with some amazing painting using contrast paints, so I'm wondering if it's worth a shot just to speed it up so I can get it over and done with and I can play with painted miniatures, because that's all I want to do, really. Well, that's all from me today. Stay safe, and keep them dice rolling.